0: Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Rich Rogers, SVP and CIO at Prisma Health. In part one, we talk about the cultural challenges involved in bringing together two organizations of around the same size, why having the right governance model is critical, even when it seems like the right decision is obvious, and how Prisma is working with Siemens not just to replace equipment but to more effectively leverage technologies and create an innovation arm. Thanks so much for taking time. I appreciate it. Never actually gotten to speak with you before, so it's always really great to get. Yeah, I read
1: some of your articles and your pieces. You do a great job.
0: Yeah, I just want to talk about the work that uh, you guys are doing, which obviously there's a lot, (laughs) a lot to talk about there, a lot going on. And just get into some of your own leadership strategies and things like that. Okay. Um, So. Wanted to uh, first get a little bit of a uh, background um, Prisma Prisma's 18 acute care specialty hospitals.
1: Yeah, a little over five and a half billion, 30,000 employees.
0: And you're mostly in South Carolina?
1: Yeah, we're, we're totally South Carolina. So we're um, so Prisma Health was formed with the merger of Greenville Health System and Palmetto Health System, Greenville and Greenville and Palmetto is uh, based out of Columbia, it's about 100 miles away from us. But uh, yes, we're, we're all within the state of South Carolina.
0: Okay. And so you were with Greenville as the CIO? Correct. I okay.
1: was, yes.
0: Okay. So I'm sure that that's always an interesting experience, but can you just talk a little bit about what what the organization did to really come together and create an integrated system?
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think as we look back on it, it's been about you know a little over four years since this occurred. And while I've been through a lot of acquisitions, you know, in my career, this was the first of equal size organizations, both two and a half billion. uh, I mean, very, very much uh, about the same size, co-CEOs, first time I've been working in that environment. So uh, bringing things together was culturally challenging as well. So I think the first thing in my role that I had to do after, and we had to interview for our jobs and get selected because we had counterparts and so forth. So we had to go through that whole process. And then um, really, uh, it was understanding we brought these organizations together. What's the business strategy going forward that we need to support? And, and in some cases with these type of mergers, you, you elect service serve as or act like a holding company and, and let the um, health systems you know function autonomously in their markets and then maybe have a small corporate umbrella and maybe do some population health to work on the, on the top of it. But we kind of quickly realized, just based on market forces, that we uh, really needed to just to integrate, take as much expense out of the organization, and just be one one health system. So once that once that decision was made, then okay, we just had to start looking at our systems and how do we start bringing things together. And uh, obviously, the EMR is always one of the most visible uh, ones that you need to make a decision on. And we, of course, were Epic in the uh, in our in Greenville market and Cerner and Meditech in one of our facilities um, in Columbia had some long-term contracts, you know, in place as well. So, so that was a little bit more challenging. But it really comes down to governance and um, making sure we got the right representation. And even when it looks like it's pretty obvious what you should do, you just got to make sure that you you've got. A number of folks that are represented to to voice that same opinion before you 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 make that decision. So, you know that's what we did and selected you know Epic you know made the most sense for us long term as the EMR and and revenue cycle vendor. So so once we made that decision and and also agreed okay we're going to implement Epic in one service area which pretty much means we're just going to be one health system and. Then we had to uh, you know look at our ERP systems, which we, you know, the next core system. Then we had multiple instances of N4 at the time. And um, and once you make that decision to go to one EMR, you can only uh, land tractions to one GL. So it kind of forces them to make a decision on ERP. So we evaluated, you know, where N4 was going as well as uh, decided to look in the cost of doing that. So we sort of well, you know what, this isn't this isn't inexpensive. And there's some areas like HR that really is not thrilled with um, with what Infor has to offer so we uh, evaluated the market went through another RFP process and uh, selected Workday as the go forward um, ERP vendor so made that decision then you know completed that and it's like okay really to, and, and we kind of had made the decision from an architecture standpoint to start moving as much as we could into the cloud uh, long term which in Workday is a cloud vendor then we needed to you know just look at office automation and directory services and realize we needed to combine to one active directory and i had selected Office 365 from Microsoft and, and then SailPoint as the uh, identity management solution that we would use with the implementation of Workday. So it kind of laid out, you know, we had to do that first, then we had to get Workday implemented, then from there, then we could go live with Epic. So that was the core system the implementation that we uh, we went through once we went live. So And then, of course, we got hit with the pandemic and then middle of all the implementations, but uh, we really didn't didn't impact our schedule. We delayed workday 30 days. That was it. We powered our way through that, through that time period. So that's kind of how we went through it. Plus, you know, in the midst of that, how to consolidate the staffs down to one, get to one help desk, select you know, the one help desk system and so forth. So yeah, it was a lot of work that once we got started, that we, we got done in a fairly rapid environment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned governance. I would imagine that that was really just a key priority, addressing that first, especially knowing that you had so much that had to be
1: we done. Did. That was the first thing we had to do and, and make sure we had the, our, our senior leaders actually participated on that because those, those are yeah. big decisions with dollar amounts associated with it. So yes, that was a key to, to get the ball moving and get decisions made.
0: And then as far as moving over to Epic or the ones that did need to be moved over, was it something where it was phased?
1: Just one, one phase, Kate. <laughs> Bam. Gotcha. Yeah. We, we looked at all scenarios and it just, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze to do it that way. So we decided to do it all, all at one time. And, um, you know, the key there was getting your, um, your physician leaders and clinicians working together to agree on order sets, workflows, and. And that was a challenge. And I can't say that was perfect. You know, in, in some cases, it's like, all right, if you don't show up to the meetings and you don't provide us with any anything, we're going to go with what we currently have built in Epic. And we did because we weren't going to change our date. And um, so there was some aftermath as a result of that, but kind of worked through that. So it was probably about six months. And that's always the same. It's usually the primary care. They just roll with it. Everything's fine. And then you got some specialist areas that get in an uproar and, um, you know, escalate to the CEO and then you deal with it, yeah. which we did. So, uh, so we got through it.
0: I can certainly understand that strategy, especially nobody knew the pandemic was coming, but if you were dealing with phases, I could see that really putting a wrench in things, which it did. for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it it did. And and then probably the biggest challenge we had there, you know, number one was that just getting to a consistent care model, which was, was difficult. Um, But then, all of our support was remote at that point, for both Workday as well as Epic. And that was just the first time we went through one of those that way. We've done a lot of um, Epic implementations, but the first time that everything was remote. And then training as well. We had to shift to totally you know remote training. And that probably looking back on it, we could have done a better job of that, but we were winging it um, at the time. So we got everybody through. And plus, you know we were hit with a surge right before we went live down in our Midlands market. So um, just getting people through was, was a challenge challenge. challenge, but we did.
0: Yeah. Just thinking about remote training. There's going to be challenges no matter what when when you're going through that epic training. But yeah, I guess that was something where it was necessity. It had to be done. So it kind of forced people to adjust. Yeah,
1: Yeah, even simple things like you've got a lot of workers when you're going to go live on an epic system that they don't typically work from home. So they're not set up at home even to be able to that way. So so we had to make arrangements and in our facilities but be able to do the, the social distancing and everything else uh, but also be able to come so folks that just were in a position that they could they could do the training from home so you know it presented a few challenges logistically for us at that time
0: right okay so and looking at the uh, the partnership with Siemens focused on workforce development improving care can you talk a little bit about what the goals are with that initiative
1: yeah I think what well, we found that our our technology had become a little bit dated so we needed to make an investment just to, to bring that to speed so I mean that was first and foremost you know the driver beyond that and so we ended up looking at Siemens, Philips, and, and GE to yeah, partner with and um, and Siemens came out on top and what we were looking for is number one to upgrade our technology and they, you needed to have the modalities in, in, in order to, to stay in the game but then what else can you bring and what can we do together? And uh, what Siemens brought was um, some advanced technologies that, that, that we didn't have. So um, some AI capabilities um, and particularly right away on the you, know, the, you know, the diagnostic areas, but also not only replace equipment, but help us with utilization and where we should put certain devices and maybe not have as many of these and more of these. And, and strategically, where should we have those located, you know, based on our population and, and so forth. And so they, they brought that expertise to us then some some rapid advanced technologies that we could embed into our workflows in the clinical environment. And that's taking place now. And they're very good at that and very, very good in in certain areas. Beyond that, we also wanted to do things jointly and bring in our medical staff and and our research team and and identify places where we can innovate together, where Siemens might not have a product today, but they'd want to go and they want to work with us to develop that technology. And that's and that's taking place right now as we kind of identify well, these are the things that we want to work on with them, and um, and that's just something that we didn't have before. So the, an innovation arm that we could we could jointly work together on.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting, and being able to, to be part of something and you know make it work according to your needs.
1: Right. So it's been a it's been a good relationship thus far. Yeah. And part of it too is I think this comes from our, our CEO Marco Halla too. He, we have so much to do in our industry, we can't do it ourselves. So we know we need to partner with like-minded uh, organizations that believe in the same values and, and what needs to be done and, and work together to, to benefit our industry. And, um, and so that's the approach that we take with our vendor relationships at this point.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.